1: this is a big one. That's what she said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a big one. It's a small one. We don't know anything in between. (laughs) This is a big topic. (laughs) This is a big, big,
1: big topic. And I can't, I'm sure Kate would say the same. I can't even begin to tell you how many times this is the question that's asked, right? When to have sex, what matters? What doesn't we take everything so seriously about dating and relationships, which is part of the freaking problem in the first place. But if you are new to us or you've been following us for a while, we love you. And you know that we're not about to tell you a bunch of rules. We're not about to tell you you need to wait a certain number of dates or a certain number of months or blah, blah, blah. And in this episode, we're going to help you unpack the core of the whole New Truth podcast. What is actually true for you? Right? Let's and talk about sex,
0: baby. <laughs> Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the, all good, the good things and, the and the bad, bad things, things. That may be. Let's talk about sex. Okay, sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: how, how could we not? If we're gonna do this episode, and I want—I really want to acknowledge because my my story is I slept with everybody on the first date and mm-hmm. wondered why it didn't freaking work out. <laughs> Um, and so there's going to be like, if at some point, look, this is a charged topic. And I, and I think women can get so like combative and fired up around it because they either compare to someone else's story or they like want to defend their right to have sex on the first date. So here's my caveat for this episode. If you have sex without attachment and with no problems and with no expectation, and you don't really care if it turns into a commitment or not this episode's not for you.
0: If you <laughs> this have episode... sex like a dude, you're good. You're
1: good. This episode <laughs> is for the women who keep getting burned because they do it from that place of desperation or neediness or obsession about timing and wondering what the right thing is to do rather than from your own empowerment, your own integrity, and your own truth about what you actually want to create. Because of course we have 8,000 different stories. I mean, millions of different love stories of people that have slept together on the first date and ended up married. People that waited and ended up married. People that waited until marriage, right? We've heard all the things, but at the end of the day, the whole point of this podcast is learning how to decide what's real for you. We have to stop comparing our love story to anyone else's. Like That is the thing that gets in the way of so much. And what is that freaking movie? That was it. Was a book, and then it was made a movie. He's just not that oh. into you, right? And the the one girl over and over, I'm the exception. I'm the <laughs> exception. Like her, the whole the whole character of that movie was following well looking for the one exception like the one story that would make it okay for her to behave a certain way whereas we are here to help you become empowered embodied in yourself in alignment with your values so that you can actually create whatever you want to experience
0: because even in that movie okay let's we go to back that to movie. that movie <laughs> like i love unpacking shows and movies as you can see but even in that movie she ends up with the guy, she's the exception and the movie ends. But I guarantee you they're not together anymore. Or if they are, they've cut off many parts of themselves to stay together. And maybe one's having an affair or maybe they both are, or maybe they're miserable or maybe they're whatever, just pretending to be happy. Or maybe they're not together anymore. It's like, we don't know where the story goes. That's where every freaking love story Every romantic comedy that we watch, it ends when the couple gets together and then we're like, yeah. oh, we just assume they stay together and it's all amazing and it's all sunshine and roses for the rest of their lives and fireworks and all of that jazz. So the the reality is there's no algorithm. There's no freaking rules. algorithm. There's no rules. You know, there's some people that are like, wait 90 days um, to, to test a man or do, like, X, Y, Z to get a man or do it, you know, within the first three dates to keep a man or da again, like we talked about, I think on last episode, probably every episode, when your focus is on trying to get a man or trying to keep a man or trying to hook a man or trying to become a, get a man obsessed with you or whatever that, that dating advice one was, mm. it's the wrong focus right? And now you're dating from your protective mechanisms and you're dating from your saboteur and you're dating from the teenage girl inside of you who just wants to be chosen, who just wants to be accepted, who just wants to feel good enough, who just wants to be in a relationship because she's taught there's something wrong with her if she's not. That's the part of you that's leading, which means the queen is not in charge, which means you're not going to end up in an aligned partnership Or if you do end up with an aligned partner, you're not going to know what to do with them because, and we've got an episode coming for you all about (laughs) about how to not sabotage your future relationships um, or your relationships if you're in them. But it's not an algorithm. It's not a strategy. It's about where's it coming from within you. And if you are in the saboteur archetype, the fantasy addict, you are not connected, actually, if you're in any of the saboteur archetypes, but the fantasy addict definitely messes with this particular um, this particular topic. If the fantasy addict is at play, you're in fantasy about what's happening. You're not actually letting the relationship or the dating process organically unfold. You're not letting the connection organically unfold. So you're, you're obsessed with the idea of the person and you're so excited about the idea of where this could go. That that part of you leads leads the show, and it, and I guess the fantasy addict mixed with the shapeshifter. The shapeshifter is all about how can I contort myself so that I get the guy, so that I get love. So it, it withholding my sexual expression or giving it up right away is like, if you're doing it as a form of manipulation and often this happens quite subconsciously. So you have to bring, in order to bring the unconscious to the conscious, you have to shine a light on it. You have to get to know all these different strategies you're doing. Wait, where is this coming from? So if you're starting to date someone and you're asking yourself the question of like, should I have sex? Like I'm feeling, and if you're feeling pressure by the guy, you're with the wrong guy. I'm going to say that boldly. You have and to boldly. keep saying,
1: yeah, over and I, over.
0: I have had that experience. The, uh, and it, to me, that is the biggest red flag. If a man does not honor a woman and her right to standing with and for her own body, he's not the man for you. And you know, you can take or leave my advice, but that's what I stand for within myself and with my clients. Like if you, when you honor yourself and you hold, withhold a boundary, and I know that you've talked about this many times and the other person does not honor your boundary or they try and convince you otherwise, or they try and manipulate your boundary. That's a different conversation.
1: So it's not even advice. Like if a man pressures you, he's a dangerous man. Yes. Like, yes. like that, that's not even dating advice. That's yeah. like this yeah. a statement of truth. Yes, <laughs> I know. I was trying to soften you it. You are but not, yeah. someone, like that, that's like, wake up. Like yes. we, we have such, such immature ideas of each other, let mm-hmm. alone immature ideas about relationship. And I was thinking as you were talking too, it's not only Saboteur running the show, it's patriarchy running the show, like thinking it's your job to either get a man to commit or keep a man to be committed. So I love, love, love that you just like simplified it in that way of look, if you're coming from either of those places, trying to get him to like you trying to keep his attention. And I might add, if you think it's what you should do
0: that, I was just going to self-sacrifice. or the people pleaser like, Oh, do the things so that he likes me more. Or like, I have to, I have no other option. Oh God. I have countless stories from being younger and having sex just because I thought I had to. That's, that's sexual trauma. Every time we do it because we think we have to, that's a trauma. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm on the receiving end now of a sexual, you know, life with my husband in which I'm actually healing my trauma through kindness, through respect, Mm -hmm. through consent, and so the the first thing I want to say is like I may maybe we bring in now like this moment of every woman taking a deep breath who's listening to this episode, of like we hold that this has been hard and so confusing, and we live in such a. I mean, what, what's every movie, what's every billboard, what's every magazine, what's, what's all the, everything is about fucking sex. <laughs> like, yeah. like that, that's what, and then what we see on the movies is we lock guys across the room. And then the next thing we're like, can't keep our hands off each totally. other. And then we're taught that that's love. Yeah. And so here's the thing about, here's a truth about timing and dating and sex. You need some time. To see, does he just want to have sex with me or does he actually like me? Yes. And that in for me, this isn't about like, again, if you can go for it on date one, totally unattached. Cause this is the question if it's an alignment, if, because maybe it is alignment. I have clients who had sex on the first date and they did go on to develop a relationship, but they weren't in the, like, I'm trying to develop a relationship. Like that's where they were. And of course that non-attachment is what then allowed the development of a relationship to happen because they weren't trying to make anything happen. And also they weren't only having sex. So that's another thing. If you're responding to fucking booty calls and 10 p.m. at night and they never take you out to dinner and they're never asking to actually get to know you. Yeah, he just wants to have sex with you, <laughs> right? Men who actually want to get to know you spend time outside of the bedroom with you. Yeah. And they call you and they take you out to dinner and they ask you questions about yourself. But the, the timing piece is, oh, the question first of on the first date, is it alignment? Is, am I following my truth right now that this is a yes for me and I'll be okay, regardless of the outcome tomorrow? That's the first question, right? and and I think a lot of women want to believe that they're capable of that.
0: Oh, my God. One <laughs> like, of my best friends all the time is like, damn, like she, every time she'll be like, OK, I think I'm just going to go for like the casual set. I'm like, no, you're not. It's no, never going to work like I've witnessed you the last 15 years. It, it's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> and, and this idea, like once you learn about your physiology and again, attachment, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, but we're not we are wired to connect and to bond, but we have such a heightened culture of sexuality that we actually think sex somehow means intimacy and bonding. And I'm sure all of us can say we've had plenty of sex with no intimacy at yeah. all, like no authenticity. And so the, the journey of dating is I want to find out who this person is, if their relationship's actually safe, right if i'm actually respected and if i'm liked for who i am and then sex is the cherry on top and all the research at this point of attachment theory shows that emotional intimacy is what creates great sex mm-hmm. not performance not intensity not the the positions you're in actually being connected yeah
0: yeah you got to take your time and <laughs> build that and get to know each other and i just think like Okay. When you talked about the first date, you know, if you're that woman who can do that. And I understand that some people have the intention where they're like, I just, I have a high sex drive. I want to have sex. And consider this, your body is the most sacred thing you own. It's actually the only thing you own. And you don't mm. even own it fully because you're, you, as long as you're on planet earth, it's the only thing that will always be with you until you leave planet earth. And then you got to leave it behind. This. And it's, it's one sick. with the earth. So your body is sacred, like so fucking sacred. And if you are going on a date and just meeting a stranger and having sex with them, you know, letting a stranger into your body, that's an energetic exchange. And so even if your intention is for fun, and I say this with such love, like not to shame you, just to bring a new perspective that person's energy is now merging with you and you're letting them into your precious temple that is your only asset from now until the day you die. You can have all the money in the world and lose it. You could have the most beautiful house in the world and a fire, mm. a forest fire could wipe it out. You could have like nothing we own do we really own. You could be robbed. You could, anything can happen. Your body is yours until the end of your life. And it's crazy how we're taught to, we're not taught to honor it. We're actually taught as as women women, to abuse it. To starve yourself, or binge eat to numb your feelings, or drink your face off to feel more comfortable, and then and then feel like dying the next day. St- you know, like all the ways that we harm our bodies, like self tanning, and for, I think of when I was younger, like not caring, and ke- Botox chemicals, like plastic surgery, all the ways women are harming their bodies because of patriarchy, because if we're taught our value is only determined by what our bodies look like and what we look like. And that's the most important thing to a man, according to patriarchy, that's our conditioning. So we abuse our bodies. And then we go out there. I think of the very first time I had sex. Um, I mean, thankfully it's a, I still have a crush on him. It's like my, one of my boyfriends from when I was 18 and he and I were together for year and a half and i wait i did make him wait a little bit but he'd had sex before and so i remember i was like i'm not ready i'm not ready and then finally i was so innocent most people are like 18 wow um but i was so innocent and i was just like not ready and i think i was also carrying my family system of baptist Mm. women repression (laughs) that came down the pipes um but anyways when i finally said yes it wasn't because of i was ready it was because I'd heard about his ex-girlfriend and she was, I was intimidated by her and I knew she still liked him and she and him had had sex. So I felt like I had to have sex with him in order to keep him. And that started a pattern for the first, gosh, 10 years of having sex. At least it was not about me. It was for the guy. And you know, there's probably a lot of women listening who are like, what? sex is not supposed to be about, sex is supposed to be about me. Like we aren't taught that it is. And most women just give their bodies up to get something or to keep something or to prove something or to not lose something. And here you are with us on the new truth. And I'm here to tell you that, or we're here to tell you that your body is fucking sacred and whoever you let into your sacred temple the sacred sacred place where the house of the house of your soul the only you only have one for the rest of your life mm-hmm. whoever you let in like needs to be vetted you need to be sure that they are safe that you feel good with them that you feel honored by them that you feel respected by them that you feel seen because if you don't it will have a lingering effect the body stores pain it stores trauma it stores emotional pain And so that will have a massive effect on you if you don't take a stand for your body and start to treat it in a completely different way. Yes.
1: Oh my God, fucking so good, Kate Harlow. (laughs) 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 And and, and I'm, I'm, oh my God, that was so good. And I am thinking about all of the self-forgiveness and self-compassion work I had to do around the way I treated my body. And again, it's this place of wherever you are right now, listening, we are conditioned to behave a certain way. And in my story, I was getting major attachment needs met, right? By just sleeping around. And many women are captivated. And I work with a lot of clients who have this story of captivated by being more, they would rather be desired than actually adored. Right, we have like that's the, like what everything you just said that we're taught that our value is in the kind of attention we get, rather than I'm not to be desired. I'm actually the the carrier of my desire. Like that's what embodiment and empowerment is. Like your life is so much bigger than whether or not you're getting attention from men. And I so with it, I'll never forget when a mentor said to me cause I had a lot of shame about my sexual behavior. I did. And mm-hmm. when it became about like, just trying to get my needs met in a, an ineffective way, but still about need, it stopped being about like a personality problem or just about how much I hated myself and whatever. And so that's why I want to bring in the brain and attachment. And if you are someone who runs anxiously attached, it's really not good for you to sleep with people really quickly. And you probably already fucking know that. Yeah. And if you are caught in, I can't like go with a person I'm having great sex with, but it's the only attention I get why that is, is because your psyche and body is saying, this is the only little bit of attention and connection I have. So I don't want to give that up. And so you do have to actually heal to train yourself out of that. And then yes, those who run avoidantly attached, I mean, essentially anxiously attached. The the attachment theory says you have soothing sex, where sex is actually about calming the nervous system down and calming your anxiety down, and you misinterpret it as being oh. cared for and respected. And then avoidant has sealed off, where they are a little bit more able to have casual <laughs> sex or not make it mean anything or not get attached. And so again when you're just comparing yourself to other women, it's like, you don't know what her attachment style is. You don't know what her background is. You don't know what her childhood is. You don't know what's shaping her world. So it's so insane to compare it to anybody else. And that's why you have to know yourself. So I knew myself when I started dating again and and was like, so first of all, not only was when I date, when I was dating, I had sex on the first date, the men I was meeting, that's like what the energetic was. They only wanted that. Right. When I did my healing, when I actually cultivated deep self-love and embodiment and stopped behaving like a little girl and stopped just following whatever I thought I was supposed to be on a date. I didn't go on any dates with any man who expected that before I met Andrew and in the journey of meeting Andrew, like it never even occurred to any of these men men to try to take me home. Nothing was ever inappropriate. No, nobody was ever pressured. Everyone just wanted to go on a second date and keep spending time with me. And so I really wanna bring that in that whatever you've been, maybe you're someone who has that belief of like, oh, men just want sex. Well, take a look at how you've been behaving on dates. Like it's all energy. So back to everything you just said about when you hold yourself as a sacred temple, that's an energy, that's self-love. Like you don't have to be telling everyone about your boundaries the way you hold yourself becomes a boundary, right? Who you just engage with online. I mean, God, it's scary to me, the conversations that I entertained um, that were all sexual on some of the dating apps, You know, where it's like, why would, I wouldn't give that person the time of day. And so instead of, yeah, we have a lot of work to do about our culture around this. But if you, so my thing is, if you want a committed relationship, you want to know if he just wants to have sex with you or if he actually likes you. You want to know that the sex is the cherry on top. The foundations of relationship are trust, communication, com- capacity, right? To be there for each other, shared values. And then sex is on top, like the cherry on top. And for those of you that say, I'm highly sexual person. I love sex. Great. And guess what? when you go to sleep with the same person every day, because they're in your a committed relationship with you, you can have as much sex as you want for the rest of your life. <laughs> right? Like it's, it's that like, it, we want instant gratification, you know, rather than slowing down. And I had sex with Andrew on the sixth date and it wasn't a conversation about now we're exclusive and now we're in a committed relationship, but I had enough information and enough emotional intimacy was developed That I did feel safe. I did trust him. We did have a conversation about our past and having been tested. And then we were able to move forward. And and even at that point, it wasn't like, okay, now we're in a committed relationship because I have a lot of women. I want to bring in the difference between committed to you and exclusive with you. I have women who have come to me and friends in my life who would say, I only have sex with someone I'm exclusive with. So here's the thing when you say that to a man, you're usually saying that when when the tension is high, right? And it's like in the moment, there are men who will say, sure, I'll only sleep with you and they'll be exclusive with you, but they're not stepping up to be your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And so this is really, really important. Sex is not a bargaining chip. Mm -mm. It is not a transaction. And it's about what are you wanting to create? exclusive sex is not a committed relationship. A committed relationship is someone who steps up and shows up and there's reciprocity in the relationship that you're actually building a life together. That's who I work with. Clients who want to have someone they build a freaking life with, not just have little great tiny experiences with every once in a while, but they actually build a life with that person, which of course is so much more than sex. But I just have watched so many people be burned by thinking, oh, we're exclusive. So that means he likes me. When actually he's just saying, cool, I have someone to have sex with (laughs) consistently, Mm -hmm. right? So you have to take your time. You go slowly in this, not in the sense of like that it's a number of dates, but you go slow in the sense of actually, and we're paying attention to how does this person show up consistently, right? Does this person actually consistently show care, adoration, respect, generosity, and genuine um, interest in getting to know who I am? Way outside of yes. the bedroom.
0: Yes, yes, I love all of that. Oh my gosh! I was, as you're talking, I'm like, maybe we should make this a sex podcast. <laughs> it's so fun. There's so like much to talk about. about. Sex. There is. Yeah, we can do more sex episodes if you like it. Let us know. um But yeah, I love all of that. It's it's you know. Whatever you're attracting, the quality of guy that you're attracting, it's your energy. Clean up your energy, clean up your relationship with yourself, get to know your saboteur, do the inner child work, do the deeper healing. Because what we attract, like I used to attract people who told me what to do and who were like, oh, always had an opinion when I would, when I would. And not just boyfriends, literally all my friends. I couldn't stand solidly in anything because everybody told me what to do. And now in my life, I never get told what to do. And I literally am like, bye, traveling the world, like doing whatever I want, moving to another city. Like I'm following my truth to the nth degree and nobody ever questions it. But why? It's not because I chose different people Well, I did choose different people, but it's because of where I'm coming from within myself. Yeah. My parents don't question it anymore. They, they believe they, they, honor every choice that I make and they celebrate every choice that I make and they support it because they know that I'm in alignment with it. They can feel it. Everything's energetic. So like you were talking about how before you would attract all the guys that tried to have sex on the first date. It's like, if there's a part of you that's coming from that apologeticness or fantasy addict or shapeshifter, you're like in your saboteur, you're in your protective mechanisms. You're not rooted in the queen that you are, you're not rooted in your soul. You're not, you don't know these different parts of yourself and can see when your saboteur takes over, put her in the back seat and actually take charge in the middle of the date. If your protective mechanisms are leading the way, you're going to keep attracting what what you've always attracted. Like the common denominator is you. If you're, if you keep attracting the same quality of person, it's, it's you that needs to clean up your, your insides and your energy so that you can start attracting something different. I love that story about how clear it was that you attracted guys like that, did the inner work, and then you attracted guys like this. And that's also when you attracted Andrew. And again, you weren't in depletion. You weren't in needing validation, needing approval, needing attention. Like that's, that's like, um, you know, it's like a drug. It's like, you know, it, it feels good in the moment. It's like, whoa, I feel so high in the moment. I'm getting this validation. I'm getting this attention. This guy wants my body. He thinks I'm sexy. He wants to have sex with me. I matter. I'm important. I'm good enough. In those moments, like that's what's deeper underneath it, what it's feeding. But guess what? It's a bottomless fucking pit. It's a bottomless pit. You're going to feel high for a minute. You're going to feel high for five minutes. You're going to help feel high for a night. Then you're going to wake up the next morning and feel so hungover and feel like you want to die because the guy's not texting you back or he's just like completely ghost you all together. That's the trap of validation love or validation attention seeking, um, addiction, addiction, love addiction, love addiction. It's not actual recognition. You can feel the difference, but until you're anchored in yourself, you might not be able to feel the difference, but there's a big difference between someone recognizing who you are and reflecting Mm. that back to you and seeing you and being in awe of who you are at versus someone who's trying to get something from you or trying to give something from you to give something to you to try and get something. That's the dating game that most people play. And it's so toxic and it's so harmful Mm -hmm. to a woman's self-worth and women's self-worth's already, you know, we're already so far away from the truth of who we are and from that worth that's that's unwavering. You are worthy, whether you have a boyfriend or not, whether you're having sex or not, whether you're loved or not, whether anyone is adoring you in this present moment or not, you are worthy of the highest quality love, but you're not going to attract it until you stand for it. You're not going to attract it until you treat yourself like you are worthy, until you design a life that shows yourself that you are worthy, until you treat your temple like you are worthy. And it is the sacred... The sacred temple that it, that it should be.
1: And I, and I don't believe in high or low self-worth because you can't actually grow it. It's not like a commodity, but what you do is you either act in as an advocate for it, or you act against it. And so all the needy, desperate, you know, seeking validation, who do I think I'm supposed to be? And I keep thinking too, that there's nothing authentic about any of those behaviors. And what we say is we want to be loved for who we are, but you can't be loved for who you are if you're playing all those games and you can't be loved for who you are if you're not embodied and you can't be loved for who you are if you're in all of your protective mechanisms and every decision you make, like you advocate for your self-worth all day long or not. Right. You can, we can take it off sex for a second. And like when you're having sex, when you're dating people and more in every moment, even when you're starting conversations with people on the app, right? Like, am I advocating for my worth right now? Right. Or am I starting to drop into a pattern, right? Does this, do I feel that my connection to my worth when I'm around this person or do I feel worse about myself when I'm around this person? Or now I'm in that, I'm, I'm right away activated into who do I have to be in order to get this person's attention? And okay. before we recorded this morning, I was actually thinking about that um, idea that we can scare people away, right? That women are, are taught that. And what ended up happening for me as I was thinking is that we are, we have this idea, when you have a fragile sense of self, you tend to project that relationship is fragile. Right. And so when we treat dating and relationship as fragile, where if at any moment I could lose this person, or if I say the wrong thing, then they're going to stop liking me. Or if I have sex or not, I'm going to, you know, mess it up. That's all from that place of your own fragile sense of self. And if you want solid, secure relationship, a solid and secure relationship must start with you and then you recognize that when i'm behaving authentically when i've actually taken my time when i haven't made a connection about chemistry and sex that's when you create something that can stand on solid ground and isn't so fragile that anything messes it up because again if you setting a boundary has that person turn away from you or if you saying you know i actually my truth is i wait to have sex until there's a commitment. I'm totally attracted to you. And I can see that, you know, I absolutely look forward to when that happens. And let me tell you when that happens, it's going to be the ride of your life. And right. It's important to me to wait because I'm looking for the person who's the most aligned with me. Right. If that person then disappears, it was fragile and you don't want fragile. No. Right. And so it's this place of, we have to stop being so afraid. Right. And I get that, it, that we can say that as a mental concept, but our trauma is what has us people please. I mean, you are not going to find authentic love as a people pleaser period right? You're not going to find authentic love as a fantasy addict or a love addict. You're not going to find authentic love. If you're chasing validation, you find authentic love when you have the courage to be authentic to yourself. And you have the courage to stand in your truth about what you actually want to create in your life. And there are people who want to create that too, but they can't find you and they can't see you if you're not behaving from that place. And again, it's not so fragile, which is why it's not about you know, should I wait until there's a commitment? It's do I trust enough, there's enough emotional intimacy that I know this person's gonna freaking call me tomorrow, right, that I'm gonna keep seeing this person rather than, oh, great, they just got to have sex with me and now they're moving on. So, and then of course, there's so many conversations we can bring in about, um, you know sex in a long-term relationship but again just coming back over and over to what our culture shows which is high chemistry high intensity passion we and we think that that's somehow like the qualification of what makes great sex rather than actually being deeply deeply connected and you know what it can still be your person if it's like awkward the first time it doesn't mean yeah. anything
0: Well, and of course, like, of course, we're going to think that's the tell, like, right.
1: Because that's
0: that's all we see is it's like hot and it's sexy and it's perfect. And it's, if it's messy, it's perfectly messy. And it's like sexily messy. It is the complete fucking opposite. It's a lie. And in the beginning, like, I hope it's not perfect in the beginning, because guess what? When you're truly connected to yourself and your soul and your body and you're embodied and you're, you're connected to the person that you're having sex with. It's a deepening, like I, even witnessing you with Andrew over the years, like you keep deepening. The experience keeps getting richer over time. That's what happens when you're deeply connected to yourself and deepening an intimacy. So all those couples out there who are no longer having sex, or who are bored with their sex, or women who are having sex with their husbands just because they feel like they have to to keep married, and they don't, which is heartbreaking. That happens because the old paradigm, because people are not taking responsibility for their feelings, they've shut parts of themselves off, they're settling, they're sacrificing, they're compromising, they're not connected to their own bodies and their own souls. So they don't get to experience what's possible and available in relationship, which is deepening in intimacy and deepening in emotional intimacy creates the most intimacy you can ever experience. The sexual piece, like it deepens through emotional intimacy, it's essential. I know you said that earlier, um, and I wanted to speak to the the last thing that I'll say is just I want to speak to the you said earlier about being afraid, and of course, you know, there's there's so much fear around losing. Someone we have feelings for that there's a limitation of men on the planet, or there's you know, never mm. gonna find love, and all those fears and 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 faulty beliefs get in the way. But the truth is when you're in true alignment with your soul, the heart doesn't need protection. You are okay because, because you can handle anything that comes your way. If you get married and you're married for 20 years and it's amazing, and then on one day your husband moves to Argentina with a woman that he met in dance class and all of a sudden you're left alone. You can handle it. That rupture is going to catalyze you to a whole new experience in your life, no matter what comes your way. None of us know what's coming in the future. No matter what happens in the future, it's part of your soul's curriculum. It's part of your evolution. You can handle pain. You can handle loss. You can handle grief. That's part of the human experience and it's inevitable. We're all going to experience loss in so many forms. The heart doesn't actually need protection. That's the, the faulty belief that we still hold is that we need to be so guarded and protected and keep our heart close and keep our cards close. And we can't trust other people. Safety begins when you build a relationship with yourself. And when you have that safety within, you're safe. You don't need to worry about the world, you know. In fact, I was chatting with someone um, the other day and it just uh, connecting, and my intention is actually to build community and friendships here, but I was chatting with someone And he was a great talker and I just had a bad feeling in my body, even though our conversation was interesting and engaging. And I just deleted I was like, no, that's a a bad feeling. Like, no, I'm just going to follow that and honor that. That's how we build safety within. We honor those feelings where something just feels off, doesn't quite make sense, but it feels off. And you build that reservoir of safety within yourself. You can do this and your heart doesn't need protection. Your heart needs to be open and it needs your voice and it needs your your ability to speak your truth, to stand with and for yourself, to know when something doesn't feel right, to walk away. You need to know how to be in relationship with these different parts of yourself. That's how you experience and know when it's the right time to have sex or when it's the right time to get into a relationship i mean that's another thing people rush into because they're excited and this feels so good and the other person is excited too so they commit to a relationship before they even know the person and then wake up one day married to the tinder swindler like that shit happens all the time because we rush into everything because we get so swept away by the idea of it and we're so disconnected from our bodies and our truth
1: so, same as every. We, no, those perfect. It, it, and we, I was thinking too. We then think because we have great sex or great chemistry that somehow means we're great together. Yeah. 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 Right? That, like so, it's that in yeah, and of itself. Exactly. And uh, this could be a whole other episode. Like how to actually talk about sex. That has to be another oh, episode. Yeah. Because. Okay. Sex is our In inside of our. You know, fairy tale culture that says, you know, great chemistry, you know, trumps all and the ease in which things flow versus I actually. So, advocating for your self worth also looks like advocating for what you need, standing up for yourself, right? Expressing what you actually like, right? And how you want to be touched and how you want to move forward with someone, right? There's nothing romantic about expecting someone to just know. And that's what we're taught. And, and again, the flip side now is there's so many men. I mean, the performance idea, right? So the saboteur archetypes, We could say it's all, I have four my four P's of what block authenticity and all the archetypes fall into these things. People pleasing, perfectionism, <laughs> proving and performance. And we haven't, t- performance is that who do I think I'm supposed to be? And I put on a show. Right. Like I'm, it's probably shapeshifter in there with the performer yeah. because it also, then it's performance in sex. Right. And that, again, we, we have so many things to talk about around. This will be another episode of like how to actually heal sexual trauma, like how to heal. And we have had some really amazing sexuality experts on our podcast. You can go check for those episodes too, but we have to heal this idea that I am an object. Yeah. Right. And heal the idea that you're here for men, heal the idea that somehow sex is, is the foundation of anything. It's not. And the learning about yourself goes beyond just like, who am I authentically learning about yourself is also, what do I need in relationship? Right. What's, how does my body work right what what feels good for me and that exploration has to happen long before you even share yourself with someone else and then partnered with with the right when you're with the right person who's aligned it becomes evolved because seasons change right in the beginning everyone talks about this look Chem- chemicals are flying through your system, right? When you fall in love. And so I, you've heard me say I had sex. I mean, it was crazy the first two years of dating my husband, right? But again, most people can't tolerate seasons, right? How many women think because, oh, now we're not wanting to rip our clothes off every two seconds. Now I'm bored. And that somehow means something about my relationship, right? There's seasons of change in a long-term relationship. There's seasons of dating, you know, and you have to learn how to ride the waves, right? Rather than being attached, being controlling, trying to make something happen, trying to get somebody to like you. You don't have to do any of those things. And actually on the other side of all of those things is the intimacy you crave is the life and love you want to experience. And most of all, the woman that you've always longed to be. So no matter what your story has been up until this point, you can decide something different. And I hope in the with the intention of this podcast, I hope all that's happened now is women start really deeply thinking about how they've been behaving around dating and sex. Yes. Right? And get radically honest about what is true for you. Radical honesty. And don't ask your friends, actually. This is like take your journal yes. in meditation in the morning what have I been doing? Cause that was my wake up call around dating. Okay. I want a relationship, but I keep attracting people who only want sex and I keep not like not being able to stop myself. I'm out of integrity with myself when I'm doing that with these men stop. I had to pause from dating for a really long time. I was not dating and healing and a lot of people can do that, but for me, I had to stop, but what do you need in order to get radically honest with yourself about how you want to behave? And, and my dating decoded program, that's all I'm doing. It's like, who do you want to be? Not what's the characteristics of my man and the big list and how, how does he show up? It's literally, how do I want to show up so that when I go to bed at the end of the day, I'm proud of who I am. I've connected with my self-worth and I spent all day advocating for it. And I forgive myself. I forgive myself for all of the times that I worked against it.
0: Yes. I'm not, and I'm not laying in bed going, oh no, he didn't text me. Oh my God, shouldn't I? Maybe I shouldn't have had sex. Maybe I shouldn't. Okay. If you're asking the question, should, like remember the episode, should I stay or should I go? In the very beginning, we're like wrong fucking question. Because if you're asking should, and you're asking other people, should I have sex with him? Do you think it's time? Do you think it's time? Sure. You're asking yourself, like, should I, should I, shouldn't I? You're in your head and your head we, we our heads have been glorified to make decisions based on what's logical but this is not a logical thing. You need to make this decision based on your body and not your body, not the chemicals in your body that are stimulated from the fantasies in your mind, but your actual anchored truth. And if you don't know what that is, you need to build a relationship with that part so you can make decisions from that place. Because when we make decisions from that place, we feel good about our decisions. They don't come with anxiety after. When we make decisions from our mind's often the decision comes with anxiety after. Did I make the right decision? Oh, maybe it was the wrong choice. But it comes from truth, it's the choice. I'm moving to Athens. Cool, I'm here. I feel great. It feels like home. I haven't barely left my house because I just had food poisoning, but it feels like home. <laughs> and I fe- am i don't even know how I'm going to stay because I'm a foreigner, but <laughs> it feels like home. And so I followed my truth and I do it over and over again. And you do it over and over again. That's the key. you got a new truth podcast. You've got to know how to come from that deeply rooted place within yourself and make choices from there. That's how you advocate for yourself. That's how, that's how you honor yourself is make your decisions from there and not from that should I, shouldn't I place because that's completely keeping us in disempowerment because we're making the decision based on what we think we're supposed to do as opposed to what our own truth is.
1: And if I, the journaling questions could be, if I wasn't, well, first it's look at what, how have I been behaving? around sex and dating, right? What lies have I been telling myself, right? The lies of this episode have been that sex is a bargaining chip, that it's possible for me to scare a man away, that when I have sex with them influences how they feel about me, that's a lie, right? And the truth is that you can't mess up what belongs to you. The truth is only your authenticity, authenticity and authentic self attracts authentic love. And the truth is, if you don't wait, you don't know if you have someone who just wants to have sex with you or if they actually like you. Right. And again, the waiting isn't a bargaining trip or a transaction or a certain number of dates. Like give me a break. Cause, cause here's the other thing about, this is not anyone I've ever worked with. A client told me this story about someone else where she had the rule right? It's like, so it was like a certain number of dates, you know, and what ends up happening is then you just have a guy hold out until that certain number of dates or not, rather than if you want a relationship, you're watching, how are we building a relationship? And actually you're showing up on a first date from clarity that that's what you want to create. And you're not attached to it. You're not on a mission. You're not on a fucking hunt for it, but it's okay. Who do I want to be? And then I'm going to watch how this person behaves and I'm going to watch how we evolve together. How does this person show up?
0: Yes. And how does this person show up
1: for me consistently?
0: Yes. And even if you don't want a long term relationship, like even if you want a lover, I hope if you're listening to the New Truth podcast, like maybe you just got out of marriage and all you want right now is a lover. I hope you have a high quality lover. I hope that's oh your intention. God. Amen. You no, know, like Amen. Date, date from a queen, no matter what your end game is, it doesn't matter what your desire is. Like, this is how you like date from this place, no matter what, because this is Perfect. about your self-worth. And you still deserve to be, I love this.
1: Cause you still deserve to be treated well, no matter what you're choosing. No matter that, in your friendships, in your work everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. And go check out date, like a queen, if you haven't heard that episode, but again, it's not the number of dates. It's not how long you wait. It's being in integrity with yourself. And it's, and I love this gate, what you just said, because right, no matter what you're choosing, you deserve to be treated well. And of course it starts with treating yourself well right yes. am i all day long advocating for my self worth or working against it am i putting my head on my pillow at the end of the day proud of the woman i was that day because we all only have one day at a time and the journal question of what do i need to forgive myself for right what am i carrying because that's where i had to begin in order to open to new love and new experiences i had to heal my shame around mm-hmm. my past behavior yes. right you are not broken there is nothing wrong with you Every woman on the planet has had this experience in, so, in some way, shape or form, and it's not our fault. And you you are still, I mean, no one is so damaged, right? That they can't now make new choices. And at the end of the day, the choice of when to have sex is yours. And that's it. Make the choice from a place of empowerment, from a place of your worth, from a place of I'm not trying to manipulate this man or get anything to happen, and really relaxed is the way to go in every, every place, but also fucking talk about sex.
0: Yes. (laughs) Talk about it. it. We're going to tell you how to talk about it in the soon episode. Um, But the, and the, the, I'll, I'm like, oh my God, this is the best episode. I feel like we could go on and on and on. Um, Let, if you don't feel like a queen yet in your life and you're, you are out there dating, let it, like, let yourself be excited about the idea that this is a place you get to play. Like, every person you go on a date with, every person you chat with on Bumble is a stranger. Like, you're saboteur, you're fantasy addict. The kid inside of you is going to tell you that you know them all already is going to believe everything they say. They're a stranger. So let yourself slow down and enjoy the process of stepping into the queen as you're dating because you are a queen. So we love you. If you love this episode, tell all your friends, spread the word, share the link, um, give us reviews. I I love reviews. Those are the best. And also we love to hear from you and, and how you feel impacted by the podcast. So we love you. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.